So we are continuing with uh, Sri Nisargadatta Maharaj's teaching from the book I Am That. And uh, this is the second part where again we are continuing the same discussion that we had in the last video where we are examining if the person that we think is here does it exist or not. And uh, the questioner is basically trying to understand this whole <clears throat> this whole phenomena. So the questioner is questioning the existence of the person. And it says that in the uh, waking state, I can see myself as the person. And also I see that continuity in the dream state. But Maharaj says that there is a difference between the waking and the dream state. And the difference is that the dream comes up with a new content every night, night after night. <clears throat> so in waking state, we always wake up to the same reality. You know, when you wake up in the morning, you have the same bed, the same room, the same environment and everything. In dream, you have different dreams every night. And that is why you can differentiate between the dream and the waking state. Suppose if the dream in suppose if in your dreams you had the same environment repeatedly, you would not know which one is dream and which one is waking. You would not know whether you in the waking state are real or you in the dream state are real. Now you see where do these questions come from? The first impression about these questions you know i'm sure you'll feel that why why do we even bother with questions like these you know whether i'm real in the waking state or fake in the dream state the problem is that the ego wants to assert its own existence while we all claim that we want our egos to be destroyed and we want to uh, you know experience the wholeness or we want a connection to the source, but that is just the fantasy of the ego mind. Deep down, the ego fears annihilation. It does not want to be killed or destroyed. And this is a problem where the person is constantly, you know, trying to assert its own existence. And that is why this whole discussion is taking place between the, between this questioner and Maharaj, Nisargadatta Maharaj. So he says that, you know, I exist in relationship with the world. The person exists in conscious relationship with the world. To which Maharaj says that, okay, there is a world and there is a, um, there is a conscious relationship. With, uh, uh, there is a conscious relationship with it. But where is the person? Even if you are put in a cave, there would be a body, there would be the cave, but the sense of personal identification is an illusion. In other words, what is being said here is that the sense of personal identification is not real. 
whether it is happening in waking state or it is happening in dream state. And we have already established that for something to be real, it has to be your continuous experience. Now your sense of pers this personality, personal existence is not continuous. You experience yourself in waking state. You experience a slightly modified version of yourself in the dream state. And in deep sleep, you do not experience yourself as the person. In fact, you do not experience the world. The person and the world are not two. They are one. They are one. And that is what Maharaj is trying to say here. That the sense of personal identification is also an illusion. And the questioner continuously argues against it. He tries to bring up some point because the ego is trying to surface, it's trying to survive and that is very natural. That is a natural progression, it happens. So, he says, uh, I'm just now I'm reading this uh, small text where Maharaj says, All I know is that whatever depends is not real. The real is truly independent. Since the existence of the person depends on the existence of the world and it is circums circumscribed and defined by the world, it cannot be real. Have you ever seen the world outside of your consciousness? The world, whether it is the waking world or the dream world exists within your consciousness. There is no object that you have seen that can be known by you that exists outside your consciousness. So the sense of personal identification is not real. Only the consciousness is there which projects itself as the subject-object relationship. And further, Maharaj says, you cannot possibly say that you are what you think yourself to be. Your ideas about yourself change from day to day and from moment to moment. Your self-image is the most changeful thing you have. It is utterly vulnerable at the mercy of passerby. A bereavement, a loss of a job, an insult, and your image of yourself, which you call your person, changes deeply. So you see, the person changes with the world. And the entity that changes cannot be real, because the change can only be witnessed by something which is unchanging. So the person also changes. You, you watch your own experience. Sometimes you are in a good mood, sometimes you are in a bad mood. Some, some days you wake up happy and joyful, some days you wake up dull and sad. Isn't that your experience? So the person that you take to be real is actually an object. It's actually, it is one with the world. It is not separate with the world. And what and what gives 
solidity to this sense of personal identification is the conditioning. Life solidifies this sense because you join a certain profession, okay? Then you get attached to the profession. You form relationships. You get attached to those relationships, right? My job, my career, my relationships, my money, my fame, all these things are binding you and creating a sense of personal identification. It, they are creating the person. But in deep sleep, everything dissolves. There is no person in deep sleep. But what your constant experience is, is the being. The being is the continuity that exists in waking, dreaming, and deep sleep. That is how you know that there are these states. Otherwise, you would, have, you would never have known. So being is the substratum of all experiences. And that alone leads to the truth. Being is not a personal, um, it is not a personal feeling. It is an impersonal awareness of I am. And that is what Maharaj says here. He says, to know what you are, you must first investigate what you are not. And to know what you are not, you must watch yourself carefully, rejecting all that does not necessarily go with the basic fact, I am. So, you see, what you can see, what you can know, is only that you are not. What you are, you cannot describe it objectively. So you can say that I am this or I am that, but you are never with the I am, with the state of being. So he says just reject this and that and be with the I am. And then automatically the being itself will emerge. And the being is the witness. So witness does not discriminate. It does not perceive things from a particular filter. It does not color things. Only the mind colors and filters information, filters perception. For being, everything is just. It is just the being. It is the essence. And it is the, the purity, the complete purity. Thou art that. And so Maharaj says, try to feel what it means to be. Just to be without being this or that. So of course, you know, we have this conditioning that mind will naturally rebel the moment you do that. If you sit in isolation and just be, that's what you do in meditation. You know, you're just allowing your natural state to emerge and you just try to be. But 
the mind is so conditioned so habitual that it keeps running from one direction to another so it will either run into an imaginary future or it will go back into the past but the more this watchfulness the quality of witnessing cultivates within you the more the illusions begin to drop and that is where the true bliss happens that is where the true beauty happens that is what is called the awakening of the heart the heart is the being so that is what maharaj says so we will conclude this topic today i'll see you next time take care